This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD Smartcast. You are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. This is Aresh Shirali from Mint. And I'm here to introduce you to our latest podcast, Mint Views Daily Dispatch. I have with me my colleagues, Anant Vijay Kala, Srija Kundu, Srijay Sinha, and Rohit Ranjan. The idea is to offer you insights on the latest issues that catch our attention every day. Welcome to Mint Views. India is in a trade spat with Malaysia. This began after the Malaysian Prime Minister actually leveled some criticism about India's new citizenship law. India, in response, advised many of the importers of some some products from Malaysia to cut down their imports, in particular, palmoline oil. It advised them to cut down their imports. That was one action. It also managed to impose some punitive import duties on the same product. Now it seems, after further criticism emerging from uh, Kuala Lumpur, India is contemplating actually imposing non-tariff barriers on some of the imports from Malaysia. Uh, We could impose some barriers on microprocessors and also some forms of telecom equipment. The question we have in all of this, in this spat, is whether it makes sense for India to actually conflate its foreign policy with its trade policy. Should we mix them up? That's the whole question. Srija, what do you think? Uh, I think, Arish, um, considering the fact that India is the largest democracy and it really has certain institutional checks and balances, there have been criticism coming from the international plane even on the earlier instances. But India hasn't responded so far in a muscular fashion. But the the spate of duties and the, the import tariffs tariffs that you mentioned, you know, clearly indicate that India has been respond has been responding in a quite otherwise fashion, or rather, if we could say, in a muscular method by uh, you know sort of um, uh, calling for a higher tariff or even also thinking of levying impositions and restrictions on certain products. And also on the other side, you see Malaysia is also a very strategic neighbor that we have in the Southeast Asian uh, geography. So, um, soaring bilateral ties uh, on the pursuit of a 
uh, in a matter, an affair, which India considers or deems it to be an, of internal nature, clearly doesn't, uh, you know, um, show or um, should, will uh, hinder good for the for both of the countries. Mm -hmm. It may actually not achieve very much in that sense. Uh, Shrije, what do you make of our approach to uh, Malaysia? I, I disagree with uh, Shrija. You see, uh, foreign policy and uh, trade policy, uh, they are not conducted in isolation with each other. They both go hand in hand. And uh, uh, Malaysia enjoys a big uh, trade uh, trade uh, you know advantage vis-a-vis -vis India. It has a uh, four, $4 billion dollar uh, trade gap in its favor vis-a-vis -vis India. So that is huge. Now it, uh, India must use all its arsenal. Uh, to safeguard its interests. You see CAA, the Citizenship Amendment Act and Kashmir are India's internal matters. Therefore, Malaysia or for that matter no other country has, has any rights whatsoever to comment on the domestic politics of India. And also you see uh, Malaysia has been harboring Zakir Naik, uh, the Islamist preacher uh, from India who, who fled uh, uh, New Delhi. Uh, and it has refused so far to extradite him to, back to India. Now, Zakir Naik has been accused of radicalizing uh, uh, youth here. This is also uh, an issue that has that has actually peeved India. So, all this taken together, India has been taking these uh, these steps to kind of you know, build pressure on on Malaysia. First, to back off India's internal issues and to extradite Zakir Naik. Mm -hmm. That assumes, of course, that we actually have some leverage on Malaysia on these matters. Also assumes that they would actually respond in some sense and that we are not actually violating any of our trade agreements in the Asian region. We have various agreements, FTAs, etc., with ASEAN and things like that. Uh, Anant, what do you make of the situation here? After all, costs, etc., do go up when your in input costs begin to rise because you're imposing barriers on, you know, imports. Exactly, you're right. In fact, uh, now that Malaysia is not exporting palm oil to India, India is substituting what it used to import from it from Indonesia. And already there are reports that Indonesian palm oil prices are slightly higher than what Malaysia was charging. And this may be globally, this may be for all importers, but the point is that this is because of the shortage in supply that this might have created or the sudden, uh, you know, uh, uh, so basically the point being that India too will have to bear a cost burden because of shifting away from Malaysia to Indonesia. And what if Indonesia realizes that, okay, people, if India is not buying anything from Malaysia and it has to buy then alternatively from us, what if they jack up the prices even further? For India, in that particular case, the costs can rise tremendously. So there is a risk involved. Uh, the actions that India is taking uh, on the trade front could have some, uh, uh, you know, repercussions also for their own trade. They could, it could have a financial cost uh, that they might have to bear. But I think I tend to agree partially with what Srijay is also saying. The provocations in this particular case were pretty grave. You know, apart from the instances that he's listed about, uh, talked about, about Zakir Naik's extradition, uh, there was also some comment that Mahathir Mohammed had made about India's role in Kashmir. He had said that India has invaded and occupied Kashmir. So these are pretty harsh statements and uh, absolutely untrue also, might I add. So I mean, if you have statements of that sort, then you really can't expect the other country not to respond in every possible uh, manner that it is available. You know, we, such a country would definitely use all the leverage that it has over you. 
and in uh, so india perhaps is justified in reacting and uh, you know in this particular case i think the greater hit would be taken by malaysia because india import imported more than 4 million uh, tons of palm oil last year this year traders are saying it might drop below 1 million ton or, or you know something of that sort and not uh, so you know malaysia stands to suffer quite a lot much more than india i guess Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose the test for that would be whether Malaysia's behavior actually changes on the foreign policy front. Uh, the only real sanctions that seem to work are those imposed by superpowers, because what America does when it imposes sanctions, it tells every other country that you must isolate a particular country. Iran is a famous example. They have actually crushed the Iranian economy by snapping off their oil exports. Uh, until we get that kind of power it seems to me that such measures are actually symbolic more than anything and uh, i'd be a little surprised if we actually get malaysia to actually alter its behavior uh, so we have to watch very carefully whether when we mix up foreign policy with with trade policy or economic policy that we are actually achieving something out of it it should be a practical and pragmatic decision thank you That will be all for today. Tune in tomorrow to get your dose on Mint's editorial discussions. If you have recommendations or any issue that you would like us to discuss, please send in your suggestions to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. For more on Mint views, you can follow us on Twitter at Shrija Kundu. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org/moneytools.